Hello everyone, welcome to Richfield Tiger Talk. I'm your host, Dr. D. Santis, and we're talking trash today. But seriously, we are. Joining me, we have Jill Brown, the Director of Finance for Richfield Public Schools. Hello, Jill. Hi, Wes. How are you? Great, great. And we have Tiffany Carlson, who is the, what is it, the Director of Recycling for Ridgefield, the town of Ridgefield? Gosh, you make me sound so important. I'm just the recycling coordinator. Or the coordinator. Yes, yes. yes. Well, you are directing a lot of cool things, right, to get yes. this off the ground. Um, we're super duper excited to have you on this week's episode of Ritual Tiger Talk. Uh, Thank you but for having me. Absolutely. So uh, on this trash talking show, we're actually going to talk about something that isn't really talked about in educational podcasts, but it's how does we how does a school handle its waste? Uh, you know, we, we just kind of go to the cafeteria, throw things in the bucket. You have the, the brown bucket, which is trash. You have the blue one, which is recycling. And you hope the kids make the right decisions. Uh, and uh, so actually, why don't we talk about how trash is currently handled now, right? And then the, the new thing that we're going to be doing. So you're exactly right. What we're doing right now is very typical of any school system across the state or across the country for that matter. Um, we recycle paper goods and plastic goods, um, probably not to the degree that we could. There's always room for improvement. Um, but we're actually focusing now and why we've brought in Tiffany is how do we deal with our food waste and our organic waste, which really is a pretty big percentage uh, of the waste that the, that the schools generate. So we're looking into compound posting, which is, which is the talk of the day today. <laughs> Ooh. So uh, yeah, Tiffany, why don't you tell us a little bit about how the kind of composting stream works different then we would say the traditional trash versus recycling streams that I think everyone kind of understands already. Sure, sure. Um, uh, food waste composting stems off of what we're already teaching the students about source separation. Okay. So when they walk up to a waste bin, if what they have in their hands is this recyclable, and now we can add food scraps to that material that um, we'll be able to remove from the schools. Once it's diverted out of the, the, the garbage, we've actually reduced the amount of trash that um, the district would have to pay to have hauled. Ooh, all right. So, so how is this different than, so like right now I have a school system, we have two, all that food waste is just going to the ether, right? The landfills, the, 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 there's not a use for it directly for us. Right. It, um, currently, all of the waste in the state of Connecticut, and for many years now, is handled by a waste to energy plant, which is something that takes garbage, incinerates it, and turns it into electricity um, around the facility. Okay. Um, part of what's brought on the urgency for this is that the state of Connecticut is in a waste crisis. Oh. Currently, we are... Um, either railing or trucking 860,000 tons of waste to our neighbors, uh, predominantly Pennsylvania, where they do landfill. Oh. So unfortunately, all of those organic food scraps are going to, once they're buried, are going to start generating methane gas, which is a, a big no-no. So is there 
I believe one of you might have mentioned some sort of state initiative for us to look into opportunities to reduce our, I would say, pipeline of current normal waste into landfills and incinerators. Uh, what, what does that look like? So there's currently some legislation on the books, um, which is being considered by our state leaders to have composting be mandated as a way to deal with food waste and organic waste in public schools. Um, so we were looking into this initially because of the legislation that we see headed our way. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with what Tiffany just alluded to, the, yeah. the, um, the waste plants that have closed in Connecticut but over the years is why we're now trucking and railing out so much waste. Yeah. Um, so, so it's prompted legislators to think, how else can we handle this? Um, so uh, we were you know, just at the very infant stages of looking at composting, and we just happened to have um, two schools with um, PTAs that were very, very interested and really ignited our efforts. Um, we saw that as a way to pilot a program, learn from it, um, see how we could best size um, in response to composting in those schools. How can we now right size the rest of our trash pickup? Or what is the, are there staffing changes that need to happen mm -hmm. in, a, in a lunch wave to supervise? Or how do we teach the kids? So it started a whole lot of other conversations um, that are really kind of kind of exciting as trash is concerned. Yeah. Right? <laughs> little know trash. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Um, it. Nationally, the average is anywhere between 25 and 33 percent of a household's um, waste stream is organics, which could be composted. So we're actually teaching um, about the circular economy of food. So we teach the children about, we, we grow the food, we yep. eat the food, and then when it goes into the garbage, we compost it, and then we use that material to grow the food, to food. eat the food. And so forever and ever, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, these two PTAs were just, they're just um, spitfires. They're so excited right. about this. They had me come in and do waste audits at each of their schools, one day's waste audit, and the data supported the fact that they had um, an inordinately large percentage of the waste in the cafeteria that was food scraps. Yeah. So um, they've gotten themselves organized and prepared following spring break. They've set up uh, the, the appropriate sorting stations in their cafeteria. They have signage prepared already. They have parents that have been enlisted that are going to come in and shepherd the children till the end of the school year. I'm going to be rotating back and forth between the two schools to also shepherd the students. Um, actually, one of the moms texted me today and said they started putting their signage up and the kids were like, well, let's go today. Let's go today. <laughs> so they're very excited. So the could we uh, walk through like what a child would expect? So right now, I think if I'm a parent and I'm closing my eyes, I'm envisioning, you know, little Johnny's in the cafeteria, you know, right now he just has two things, right? He has the 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 blue bucket you throw your your bottles into it any other like kind of recyclables that would be very considered and then everything else goes into the brown bucket the the trash how does that look now so i get up i get out of my seat i walk over what's in front of me how many baskets 
<laughs> so I'll, I'll be happy to take that, Jill. Um, the first tray, and I think of this in terms of a kindergartner. Mm -hmm. So, right? Exactly. Our first person learning and, oh my gosh, they've got this wobbly tray that might have a half-filled milk carton in yep. it and <laughs> this packaging and things they haven't eaten. Um, the very first thing that we'd like the parents to attempt is to make sure the children have properly nourished themselves. Yes. That they consume what they can. Then when they do walk up to the station, the very first thing they're going to do is empty out any remaining liquids in that carton. So they have absolutely no liquids remaining either in the carton or water bottle or whatever the vessel was. The next station will be what we call food scraps. And that's any mm -hmm. um, leftovers. And uh, because we're going to be using our municipal composting pile, any of the food stuff that's coming out of our cafeterias can be put in there. There's no oh, restriction okay. as to what, um, you, you know, you could put eggs in there, you could put sauces in there, you could put the leftover prepared foods in there. Yeah. Um, the next station is the recyclables on their tray. So that mm -hmm. empty milk carton is accepted as a recyclable in our region. Yep. Um, there's certain packaging that the food service uses that can also be captured. And then oh, any perfect. items that they've brought from home that might have also not been in um, reusable containers that might be recyclable, we've captured them there. So by the time they get to that point, the only thing that's left on their tray is truly trash. So they would, anything left would go in. And then for those schools that don't have reusable trays, we're yep. going to have them stack um, the disposable trays at that point. And then they're, they're free to go. The whole system, it's not quite as fast as walking up and dumping it all at one time. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it should only take, you know, five to 10 seconds to get through. Oh, that's amazing. So the, yeah, I was, I was curious, like, so what happens? I have a half filled milk carton. Do I put the milk in the composting and then throw the milk carton in the recyclable? Um, now I've actually done composting personally at my house, uh, mm -hmm. uh, for, for on and off for a few years, especially now this time of year, because I'm starting my garden up It's springtime. Uh, some might say it could be a little stinky, could be a little bit of a situation. Where is it going? Is it living at the school? Or are they composting at the school? Is it going to another area? Where Where is it going? <laughs> so we have a local vendor here in Ridgefield. Um, the vendor's name is Curbside Composting, and they oh. have agreed to partner with us. Um, the PTAs actually sought them out and recommended them. We. Um, Joe Moritz and I, who's director of facilities, um, met with the uh, owner of Curbside Composting, and they're going to pick up um, the um, sorted composting collections from the schools, and they will deliver to the um, to the Bridgefield uh, Plant Center treatment center, right? Yes, the, yep. the beauty of using curbside compost is they are already a licensed hauler for food scraps in Ridgefield. So in addition to being um, a local business that we're supporting, um, they have met all of the requirements um, by the HRRA to be able to haul material. Um, they also are av available to them are, are 
three, two, I'm sorry, two other facilities that if for any reason one of them's not accepting material at a particular mm-hmm. time, they do have another venue um, okay, to, great. to deliver the material. What we're excited about here is that we've asked them to um, make the municipal ASP pile, and that stands for aerated static pile, Mm-hmm. the composting that we do right here in the town with the current food scraps program. So we'd be taking it less than a mile, maybe two miles in some cases, um, to, to a, a pile right here in town. We process it here through the highway yep. department. And when we get a finished product, that material then is distributed back to the schools for them to use possibly in their commun- their gardens there at the uh. school or in their landscaping um, on the facilities. Um, our town, Also, our town departments will be using the material. And then the people, the residents who also participate, um, get a share of that finished compost. Oh, that's amazing. Turning it into beautification. That's yeah. so cool. It's a win, win, win. Well, this is great. I guess my last question is when and where? Um, so I know that Branchville starts on Monday, the 24th. Ooh. So if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, which I believe comes out Friday, the 21st, um, we're starting this real soon. So that's really yeah, cool for we're Branchville. Starting Monday. We're starting Monday. And do you know when Farmingville is starting, Tiffany? They are also starting on Monday, the 24th. Oh, so wow. Maybe possibly a little friendly rivalry there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. And then uh, how long will the pilot go before we start considering moving it to other schools? We are going through the end of the school year. Okay. Um, and the and the PTAs are supporting us financially in this. So we want to, you know, give a shout out to that. Um, Absolutely. As you know, the, the budget is already, um, have, has been developed for next mm-hmm. year. So that's one of the things that we're looking to learn is can will we be able to roll this out in other schools, um, you know, from a financial standpoint, because there is yeah. some additional cost to it. Um, so, so we'll be getting back to you on that one. Yes. <laughs> Definitely the vision is to have this up and running at uh, all schools. Um, and we're also keeping an eye on the legislation. Of course, Absolutely. if the legislation were to all be approved and we were mandated to do this, then we would have no choice to, yeah. but to do this, right? But on top of that, we'd be ahead of the game too. Right. We'd be ahead of the game and it would be a perfect vision is as the kids go from elementary to middle school, well, now the middle schools are composting. And yeah. as those middle schoolers go to the high school, well, now the high schoolers exactly. are composting. So we may look at rolling it out sort of like that, um, but that would probably be a little bit too slowly for mine and Tiffany's uh, vision. <laughs> um, so, um I, I, I would like to just shout out and say it's so important when you're trying one of these initiatives. It, they they usually can be spot attempted and it's usually pushed by a parent. But as soon as that parent ages out of the unit, yeah. it falls. And it was yeah. so refreshing um, that Ms. Brown and Mr. Moritz um, just were so open to the possibility of us trying this again. The principals at those units, Farmingville and Branchville, were supportive from day one. The head custodians at those units were, okay, let's try it again. Let's try it again. And um, obviously there's a real passion for it. So I have a feeling um, it's going to stick. 
That's awesome. Well, uh, especially with having so much energy with the PTA behind us, and we have both of you guys working on this. This has been so cool. So uh, I'm hoping maybe in a year we'll be doing the same podcast again, and it'll be a, a really cool story. I can't wait. Well, we, can, we could possibly do different uh, waste streams that you're attacking in the school system. More yeah. trash talking. Exactly. More trash talking. We love it. <laughs> well, um, I want to thank both of you, Tiffany and Jill, for taking the time out of your incredibly busy days to uh, talk here at Ritual Tiger Talk. I also would like to thank our wonderful audience who I already got. If you're listening to this, I already got you, which means I need everyone in Ridgefield to listen to Ridgefield Tiger Talk. We're the number one podcast in Ridgefield, by the way. <laughs> so you go in your favorite podcasting app, whether it's Google, iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Podverse, we're on anywhere fine podcasts can be procured. You just type in Ridgefield, boom, we're the first one that pops up, Ridgefield Tiger Talk. So make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, again, thank you so much, Jill. Thank you, Wes. And thank you so much, Tiffany. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Great so much. It's always wonderful talking trash with you. This is Dr. D signing off, wishing everyone a great day.